And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Is on the air now. Welcome to Seven Fifty-five is real, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project Seventy, celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards. All right, man, um, Eric. I'm with my co-host. Eric O'Flaherty, you guys know him. You love him. Le- former left-hander with the Braves, who the Braves could use right now, as a matter of fact. No, they could not. <laughs> you don't think salad. he could help out? <laughs> Maybe one game, and then I need a week off. <laughs> um, well, we're down here in Miami, and the Braves, I know everybody's getting tired of hearing it, and I know Smith's getting tired of asked about being asked about it. The last time he was asked, he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to look at Friday. Bowman asked him about, you know, getting to five, still having that chance to get to 500 after winning that game in Pittsburgh. But they'd have to sweep the Marlins to, to be over 500 at the break. Can't be at 500. It's going to be below or at or above. Um, and these Marlins just took three straight from the Dodgers before the Dodgers won yesterday down here to salvage uh, one win out of four. So the Marlins are no joke, man. They got some good young arms. They lost six, though. Sanchez for the rest of the year, but uh, we've seen them enough this year to know they're no joke. They're they're six and four against the Braves. So, um, but I thought that game against I thought that game the Braves played at Pittsburgh. One, it underscored how wildly inconsistent this team is. I mean, they they throw up twenty on a team or fourteen or thirteen, and then they go ten games without scoring more than three runs. You know, it's just the nature of this season this year. But. It was a big one as far as not getting swept by the Pirates. They would have been the first team swept by the Pirates all year, home or road. And, you know, get a little momentum going to that off day, which is, you know, as they spend down here on Key Biscayne. Those off days in Miami are nice. Yeah. Most guys bring their family, you know, swim Mm -hmm. in the pool, get some sun, fish. It's a good day to kind of reset mentally. But, yeah, you would have liked to do better in Pittsburgh. But, I mean, it's just – Anything can happen in baseball, man. I didn't see a series going that way, but it did. And same thing in Miami. You know, Miami's a tough place to play. Especially given the pitchers they faced in Pittsburgh. You know, they got the draw. They're the worst guys. Two guys with ERAs like 5-2 and 5-8 or something. Then the the guy they faced in the final was uh, finale was over 6 ERA. So, and all those starters pitched well. That guy didn't. But the others pitched really well against them. So, you know we've t- we've discussed ad nauseum this offense. I don't. I think uh, it is what it is. I think uh, I think Orlando Arcee was a nice addition, and Lacroix. I thought the other day Lacroix played a great game. We forgot the little things that people can do because we never see this team bunt. And Lacroix lays down that sacrifice bunt. It's only the second one he's had in like five years, but you'd have never known it. It was like old school baseball there, and it was. It ended up being pretty big too in that huge inning they had six run inning. I think it was. I'm interested to see how the staff does throwing to him. Yeah. You know, just I, I really believe in that. Having a veteran back there is a big deal. Um, you know, it, it'll you'll see it play out, but 
you know, I just I don't like being hard on Contreras. I think he's he's had a lot on his plate, you know, trying to yep. trying to manage a staff your first year in the big leagues and, you know, handle big league hitting at the same time. There's times where he's kind of looked overwhelmed. Yeah. I think he's got a bright future, but just just having a guy like Luke Roy back there calling pitches, you know, going through games and mm-hmm. handling, you know, some of the relievers, some of the guys that can kind of go either way. Um I think it'll be good, and I'm just interested to see how he does catch him. And he's handled quite a bit of them, too, at uh, either at Gwinnett or like Smiley. Yeah. He caught him the World Baseball Classic a couple times. So he does know these guys, and he's been around forever, you know, over just over a decade, and pretty damn good catcher for a while there. A couple of, couple of all-star bursts and was both on both sides of the ball. He could really hit for a while. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it was a good move. And partner having him and Kevin Smith, two veterans, you know, to handle these guys until – until they get Darno back, and Darno's going to be back in August, and that could be really big to add his bat back. You know, I know he started slow, but we saw what he could do last year when he was hitting cleanup for these guys. So that could be nice having him bring him back, hit him fourth or fifth, make this lineup a lot deeper. And I, like I said, I thought Arcee has done a good job since he's been up. You know, he had a home run, he hit some, hit several singles, and uh, and handled. You never know, he wasn't a left fielder because he's looked good out in left field, made a couple of nice catches. So. We'll see. I mean, they're right there, still in it. We keep saying that, but there they are. They're hovering around 500, just below it, and they're still three, four games behind first place. So the race is still wide open, man. I look at that a lot more than I look at the games above and below 500 yeah. right now. I mean, it, old school old school dudes always tell you if you can get to 10 games above 500 is when your season's really looking good, regardless of what everybody else in your division's doing. But for me, I just look at – three and a half four games yeah. back you know I especially mean, this year when there's gonna be the, one team out of this division i think it's gonna be one because yeah. there's three teams in the west, the west that's too good yeah they're taking them um i mean even if the giants have a terrible second half they're probably still sneaking into the wild card right um i mean but four games back you can you can flip flop in a week you yeah. know the other team struggles so i mean i, I look at that and i'm sure people are here tired of hearing us say it but I mean that's that's what the baseball season is. It's, it's just yeah. constantly giving yourself a positive message and finding your way through it till you get hot. Yeah, and I thought the way they 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 kind of played the energy they showed in those Pittsburgh uh, in that finale after losing those first two, they could have just said, "Let's just get out of here and get done <laughs> yeah. have an off day and regroup." But they instead they went out, pounded those guys, had an hour plus hour and a half rain delay, and came back and kept pounding after the rain delay. So I thought those were all good signs from this team. I mean. They're not throwing in the towel, man. People might think that you know at times they look kind of lackluster out there, but they're not. I mean, they're, they're, they're still – Acuna, you know, still plays with the same energy as ever. Ozzy plays with the same energy that he always does. You'd never know. I mean, Heredia, these guys, you never know that these guys were uh, – whether they were five games over 500 or, or, or three or four under. Yeah, I thought that that throw Acuna made oh my God. from right field was a joke. Yeah. I like watching those because you watch the positions – yeah, that that those guys get their bodies into to throw. I mean, throwing ninety five flat footed. You know, he didn't crow. He couldn't crow hop. He just had to spin and throw. Yeah. To be able to do that, man, is just insane. Because look, I long tossed every day. I busted my ass, and I had a good arm. I could throw ninety five on the best day of my life off a mound with yeah. cleats. You know, like with with everything working out, and I'm having a great arm day. This guy catches a one hopper off the off the fence, yeah. spins and throws ninety five. It's it's so stupid. The, the just everything he can do with his body, man. 
And it would have got him. You know, I mean, if if Riley picks that, it was a yeah. tough hop. But if Riley picks that, he threw him out. I mean, I think you can count on one hand the number of guys in a major leagues that could even think about doing that, that spin, natural athleticism, and then to have that arm. They put him side by side. Ballack did a real good job of putting him side by side. With Clemente. With Clemente. Yeah. And it looks so similar. Yep. It really did. The play, the spin was identical. And, you know. Mookie Betts is maybe the only other guy that pops into my head that, that could do something like that right now. I mean, guys. there's there's more guys, but just to it's just insane. But if you take like a side angle of his the position he gets into from a standstill and you put that on a mound, it's like the ideal pitching position. You know, like his yeah. his foot's down, his back hips turned, his arms back. Yeah. And everything's just loaded up perfect and he can just jump and relax into that position. It, it it's crazy. Um, last night, Camarena, this, this pitcher for the I'm pronouncing it right. I hope this pitcher for the Padres. They're getting blown out last night by the by Scherzer and the Nats, eight nothing. I mean, and Scherzer's still pitching, and it's like he gets in a little trouble. I think it's eight two, and the bases are loaded, but they leave the pitcher in because they had run through a lot of pitchers the night before. I think they were just you know basically going, we're going to ride with this guy. We're not going to go to the bullpen again this early. He's had one career at bat in the majors, had like a 170-something batting average in a long minor league career. This is the great thing about baseball. You never are this surprised in football, basketball, like you are in baseball. Dude drops a bat head on a pitch like down at his shins and hits a line drive grand slam off Max Scherzer. I mean, they come back and win that game 9-8. I mean, that's insane. I mean... It's like that's like the play where the the ball randomly winds up in a lineman's hand or something like that. Yeah, and and, and he runs eighty yards for yeah. a touchdown. That's how unlikely that yeah. is, or even maybe even more unlikely. Yeah. Did you see his dad? Yeah, that was great. his dad's watching it. Your dad knows you can't hit. He's great just he doesn't life. strike out or something. He sees that ball start flying and just loses his mind. That was a cool, just overall cool thing. And the place was going crazy, man. The people. Oh, was- I bet. It was, uh, and then they come back and win the thing, and with the wall. San Diego off. looks like they got some pretty good cl- uh, crowds lately. Yeah. Like this yeah, they year. do. Once they opened it up, it used to be a boring ago. place to play when they were oh, just kind of, yeah. you know, not not good, not bad, and just throwing right. a team out there. There was no energy in that park. But Braves watching the highlights for, now, man, it looks packed. The Braves was going there for a midweek series, and it was like a mausoleum, a library in there. I Beautiful park, there. great weather, and you're like, God, everybody's just hanging out. Nobody's doing anything. <laughs> just eating tacos at the beach. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a totally different atmosphere now. It's it's a lot closer to what the Dodgers have now. I mean, that place is, yeah, energy. It's energy, especially when the Dodgers come in there. But uh, anybody really, they're they're uh, last night for the Nats. They were on what middle of the week. They were packing a place or Sunday yeah. night. I mean, Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. This this series heads into the All-Star break, obviously. takes the, It's the last three games for the break. And the weird thing this year, I don't know why MLB decided to do it this way. I know they, why they were moving the draft back. They moved it back a month, five weeks. But to put it on the same weekend as All-Star weekend, I don't understand why they're doing it. To me, you're just – I mean, there's already enough – tough enough time getting interest in the draft because it's not like the football and basketball draft where these guys are going to have instant impact, you know, the top yeah. guys. But to put it on Sunday, day of the Futures game, the day when all the guys are arriving, you know, the last day of the, of the regular season before the All-Star break, that's the first round that night. Okay, but even worse is you have the second the, the, and third days of it on Monday, which is like media day at the All-Star game and all that, celebrity softball, that bull, bullshit, uh, and the home run derby. I mean, why would you have the draft on the second day? And then the, the the final day of it, when nobody really cares about, you know, except the guys on your team being drafted, is the day of the game. So I don't know yeah. what they're doing. I don't know why they decided to do it this way, but it is what it is. And uh, basically, they're, they're centering that in Denver. That's where the uh, draft is being originating from. And we'll see how it goes. But Braves are picking 24th, so it's not going to be one of the guys, you know, the marquee guys. Uh, although it could be that dude from Mississippi State that struck out 15 in the World Series before they won the yeah. National Championship, Bednar. I've seen him on a couple of mocks going to the Braves at number 24, so we'll see. Um, I kind of hope it's this high school shortstop 95 to 99 pitcher, Bubba Chandler from Georgia, from mm. near Athens. Six foot four, two sport guy signed to play football at Clemson, to play football and baseball at Clemson, quarterback. And he's got a uh, dude's ambidextrous, threw an inning, struck out the side, throwing left handed in a high school game. And he's right handed. And he could supposedly throw a football 50 yards with his left hand. How about that? That guy's going to cost the the football dudes, you almost always have to pay more for them. They got leverage. Because they got more leverage than anybody else. I remember the the Braves or the Mariners when I was there drafted Tuiasa Sopo in like the fourth round, uh-huh. but he had that commitment to UW, so they still paid him two point two or two point three in the in the fourth round. So that's just such a good negotiating yeah. tool, you know, to have on your side when you go into the draft and you're like, fine, don't sign me, I'll go play college football. Yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, that's not bad. There, there's a kind of a history of Georgia high school kids going to play a quarterback at Clemson lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I think it was Frenchy too. He was too sport. You know, he was going to play football at Clemson if he didn't sign, but he was going to sign all along. But yeah, this guy's a stud. I think he'll sign. I think baseball is his first love. So somebody will draft him and give him a nice bonus, I would think, unless he falls to the second round. But anyway, um, what do you remember about, about the draft? What round did you go in? I went in the sixth. So I, it's funny, man, because I went into the draft. I, well, my I, my junior summer in high school, I started throwing like eighty four. So I had no attention from any schools, but it was the first time I'd ever really stretched my arm out and pitched. So I played on these travel teams for the first time, and by the fall, I got up to like ninety three, ninety four, and I kind of flew like just 
exploded onto the map, you know, as far as scouts go, because they didn't even know who I was. I go to this big tournament in Arizona. They th- see me throwing 93 for five innings. Uh-huh. And so during that game, I had scouts calling my parents, freaking out, telling them, you know, we got to meet you. We, we want to sit down with them, all this stuff. And they're telling me, you know, you're going to be a first rounder because I was left handed throwing 93. And we go into that winter and I got scouts coming into my house. I mean, three, four times a week, there's a team coming to my house, meeting with my parents. But when I go out, so I'm just dead set. I'm going first round. You know, I'm going to buy a Ferrari or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm dead set. I'm signing first round. So I already had my mind made up. But I go into the the winter and the, and the spring. And in baseball in like Texas and Arizona, these guys are prepared. Yeah. They have programs. They're throwing all year. They're ready yep. to roll. I picked up a baseball before my senior year, like three weeks before the season. Right. So I've thrown like two bullpens. I go out to my first game. It's 40 degrees out. I don't have any arm strength built up. And there's 30 scouts in the stands. I I come (laughs) out throwing 83. I'm throwing 82, 83. And I see the scouts one after another kind of like look at their gun, look down at it, hit it, make sure it's working. (laughs) Like what the hell am I sitting here in 80, in 40 degree weather with, you know, negative wind chill watching this dipshit throw 83 for (laughs) one after another. I kept peeking up in the stands and they just packed up their radar gun and left. (laughs) So... Wow. I didn't really I didn't really get my arm strength built up until like my last two starts before the draft and by then teams had already turned all their stuff in. Um, yeah. the the Braves were pretty heavy on me. Um they actually had called me and asked um if I would sign for a certain dollar amount in the 5th round and then somebody else fell to them that they liked more. And then I was on the phone with them again in the 6th and they were still going to give me a 4th round bonus. Mm-hmm. And the Mariners called and were like, you know, we're going to take you with our next pick, will you sign? And I was so dumb, man. Every team has said, will you sign? Whatever dollar amount they threw out there, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I probably cost myself some money saying that, but I wound up going to the Mariners in the sixth round. And it wasn't like now, you know, it wasn't like, you know, everything's on TV and all this stuff. I was just watching that draft tracker in yeah. some, you know, back classroom at the high school. And that was, there was no hype, nothing going on. It was, yeah. you know, you just get these phone calls. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different animal now. Yeah. The, well, these guys, I mean, the, the internet wasn't what it was now. Yeah. 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 I mean, Georgia kids, yeah, they're, they're like the ones in Texas and Florida. I mean, they're playing almost year round, you know? I mean, they're yeah. playing fall ball and they're playing throwing indoors. And the, I didn't have any prep. I mean, I was lifting with the football team until like, you know, three weeks before the season. And then I just picked up a baseball and started chucking and figured 93 would be there. <laughs> and it wasn't. It's supposed, that's the way it's done, right? Lift with the football team until three weeks before the season to start nope. throwing. <laughs> nope. Wow. I mean, it takes, it just takes time to build up arm strength. And I didn't really, I just thought, you know, I did it before. I was like, I throw 93 now. So I'll just show up and do that. And it was like 82, 83. And the scouts were just like, what the hell am I watching? Does, uh, do the Mariners try to do what the – I mean, obviously it's different because there's so much talent in Georgia, but Atlanta always – always, you know, if there was really good prospects, because there always are a handful here of potential first-rounders, um, the Braves always like taking those guys if all things were equal, yeah. you know. Do, do with the Mariners like that with guys out there, or there's so yep, few out for there? sure. So the, yeah, no, the they few are. that are there, they want to get them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually – so I threw, and this was another thing I was doing wrong. Before the draft, I went and pitched a Legion ball game. I threw a complete game on Friday in Spokane and then drove to Seattle for a showcase the next day. So I probably threw 120 pitches the day before. And then I oh, went out and oh faced live God. hitters. I went and faced live hitters at Safeco Field through like a 30-pitch bullpen for the scouts and then faced hitters. So, I mean, 
I just, it wasn't planned out well. You know, I wasn't giving them my best showing, but I still, you know, I did all right and they liked me and they wound up drafting me. But, you know, I think being prepared and knowing, you know, what I was getting into and and being in a different, you know, state of mind, I probably could have got drafted a lot higher, but it was just what it was. Has driveline affected the uh, talent level out there or more more of those kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Well, see, I was on the other side of the state, but even if you're a high school kid, you know, there wouldn't have been the facilities back then to go throw right. at and stretch your arm out. And that was part of my problem was you know, who, wh- which one of your buddies is going to come play catch with you in long toss before the baseball season yeah. in 30 degree weather. You know, I mean, the season starts and yeah. like, I think it's like late March, but it's double headers and it goes quick. So yeah. um, now guys have driveline and, you know, just, just the knowledge too. Like if I had any of the knowledge of like how to maintain my body, how to do mobility, I had nothing, you know, yeah. it was just show up and throw the ball hard. <laughs> um, hey, so what did you get, what did you do? You're a guy from the West coast. What did you do at all-star breaks when, uh, uh, did, did most of the guys go, go home that live on the yeah. West coast or whatever? No, take not on the West coast. Cause it's like, you're going to spend two days yeah, traveling, two days travel. but if you're, Anywhere, I mean, if you're within a few hours, probably a couple hours plane ride, you do you go home and spend the day. If you yeah, got family, all the guys on the if, all the guys on the East Coast do, especially you know, like the guys with big money who just get a private jet and they leave like yeah, right after sure. the game. But um, some guys go to like Bahamas or or some yeah. little trip, you know, get out of there. But for me, four hour flight, time change, it was almost like it just wasn't worth it to go home. I got yeah. lucky a couple times when I was with Oakland. We we played Seattle before the all-star break or after it. Yeah. So I wound up getting like seven days at home where that was cool. But most of the time, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not worth it to do that time change and fly all over the place. You say there's a few guys we were talking about guys skipping the all-star DeGrom. game. There's a few Degrom, but then also uh two from the Astros. Altuve, Correa, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Two from the Astros. But- I'm telling you, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get across to people, but the dudes that have been there for yeah. know, six, seven, all-star, it's not that fun for them anymore. They'd rather just right. have three or four days off. And it's going to be a, a select group of guys. In DeGrom's case, he's the best. He's been to a bunch of them already. He's the best pitcher in the world. And those and Altuve and Correa, they've won a World Series. They've been to all-star games. It's like, okay, you know. And if you have any injury or nagging you know, thing right. going on, like DeGrom's come out of plenty of starts where he – he probably doesn't want to It'd be waste those bullets, you know. Yeah. He's, he's doing the right thing. Go home, rest for four or five days. He's had nagging stuff all every seems like every start. You know, the last thing you want to do is go out and have a feel some twinge when you pitch him one inning in the All Star game, and you're going to be jacked up. Even if you're Degrom, you don't want to get hit. And you know, you're one yeah. inning to work. I was thinking too, you know, he, and he would be starting if he pitched in it. What if you make the all-star game because DeGrom doesn't feel like coming? <laughs> you know, like I don't think that feels as good as getting voted in and, yeah. and being being on the all-star ballot the first time. When they call you up and they're like, hey, DeGrom yeah. wants to go fishing. You want to be an all-star? Yeah. You know, I don't know if that hit the same. Yeah, especially if you're like watching as the guys go down, you're seeing somebody and then you then the phone rings and you're like, Hey, uh, we've got an opening for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, couldn't couldn't fill this role, so you want to show what? up. A couple of years later, nobody nobody remembers that you were an alternate added to it because of yep. baseball reference. It just says all star. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and I mean you get paid for it too. But I was looking at those jerseys and thinking the same thing. Like, if this was the only year you made the all star team and they came out with those ugly oh, ass jerseys, those you got jerseys. You got to hang one of those on your wall, you know, because oh you're going to hang that thing if you get one all star appearance. You you're going to have that jersey They're forever. Awful. 
I mean, they're they're awful. terrible. Some of the new era hats that are coming out. I don't know what's going on. I don't on. know what's going on. New era. They hired somebody who has <laughs> no background no in baseball because <laughs> the, the one with the multi fonts, like upside the down logos. Fonts, oh my God. They look the, awful. They put the skyline in the background. Yeah. They turned the logo upside down, put a pair of socks on the side. The percentage of people that would like those is so small. I can't believe that they don't have a feel for what's going to make money because that's not going to make money. Seven-year-old with undiagnosed uh, ADD or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love that thing. Those are going to be sold on discount racks at uh, forever. At what? What's that? Low? What's that? Uh, what's that uh, crappy store? That uh, discount store? Clothing They're going to be floating around at the dollar store. <laughs> They're going to be at Marshalls. They're going to be on the, for five bucks at Marshalls. You watch those things. You know they pulled the ones we ridiculed them so much. They weren't. They pulled that one line of hats. They didn't even sell them. Really. Where they had like like in Atlanta, they had a UFO for AT aliens, yeah. and they had Peach on it, and then a couple of cities they had like area codes for those cities, and they had some area codes wrong. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be floating around wherever those Super Bowl loser shirts go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch of kids, like some underprivileged kids, and uh, yeah, and, yeah, some third world country or. And, 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 all the stuff reminds me of that Steve Buscemi gift, you know, where he's like, <laughs> how do you do fellow kids? It, like, <laughs> there's just not the feel there. Oh, man. Hey, real quick. Do you guys want to see something that might surprise you about oh, you the new some- era hats? What? Yeah, just, just look at your screen real fast. They are sold out. No. Every single hat no. on the website oh, my God. is sold out. Okay, but how many did they make? They yeah, started they with I know, like yeah, 50. You know, that, that's something to consider, but even 50 Somebody's people buy. Wow. I'm shocked. Uh, unless New Era themselves bought yeah. their own product. Just yeah. to like, show I'm like shocked. Hey, just, just buy them and write sold out. Under I'm shocked. Just- really, I'm shocked. De- you think, I mean, I want to look into this. They might have pulled these too, dude. I, I was going to check that up just as you were saying it, but that's I looked funny. yesterday. All right, I haven't seen anybody wear one were. yet. Have you no, seen? No, I'm not either. Let me but know if you so see atrocious. somebody wear one. Yeah, they were so atrocious that I thought that too. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were worse just, than the ones they pulled last time. These were worse. <laughs> These okay. are like, where did that come from? Multi fonts. Because <laughs> everybody's screaming for multi font hats. <laughs> Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We talked about the, the Braves are going to get uh, they're going to get uh, Darno back and they're also going to get Yanoa back and I'm, I'm curious to see how Yanoa is used when he gets back. Yanoa could be back as soon as late August. And, uh, you know, with the starters pitching the way they are right now, I, I, I really think he could help the bullpen unless they bring in – they need to trade for a couple of relievers. But given what they've done lately, which is not much, making moves, you know it's got to be considered for bullpen rather than spend five weeks building him up to start. That's lateral play late in the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, even as a starter, he's throwing upper 90s sometimes when he feels good. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely got the stuff. You just got to look at, you know, where the need's at. And, and he did it some last year, too. Yeah. Well, I, see, I like the role he was in last year when he comes back. Yeah. Because he seems like a guy that can handle not knowing when he's going to pitch. Yep. So yes. if you wind Good up swing, needing man. him, you know, even even a game where you wind up needing three innings out of yep. the pen and it's somewhat close. Yeah. Bring him in, let him shut it down, and, and let him kind of get stretched out on the roster versus trying to – if you say he's going to be a starter, he's got to have two, three starts in Gwinnett. He's got to build up way longer. Yeah. You know, I mean – I like that role for him. If you decide you want an eighth inning dude, or I mean, he's got the stuff to close too. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, can he handle it mentally? Cause there's a lot of pressure in the ninth, but bring him back and, and keep him in that role he was in last year and let him kind of get stretched out actively and, and just see what the need is. Cause he can do, he can do a lot of different things. Yeah. Be the opener, go in into inning with him, you know, go to, you got three, a double four. header and he's yeah. already thrown, you know, yeah. three in his last relief appearance. See if you can get four out of them. And I wouldn't have said that early on, but the starters are throwing so much better now than they were. So, yeah. I mean, Smiley has just turned it around, man. This guy's pitching. The other day he gives up three in a first in Pittsburgh, and I'm going, here we go. Finally yeah. gave up a home run because he'd gone four starts without giving up one. But the way that he regrouped, he was not doing that in April and May, man. He ended no. up having a decent start. Gives up three runs in five innings, you know. Isn't it crazy that he's been good for a while, but that here we go, you know, how yeah, yeah. You, that first impression you make or if, yeah. you, if you start off struggling, everybody's just always waiting with that here we go again. Yeah. You know, that's so hard to shake as a player, but I think he's done a good job of that, you know, at least in, in his own world, you know, just personally shaking that and he has a bad first inning and he's able to put it behind him and roll versus like, mm-hmm. shit, here we go again. I'm going to give and, up seven. And limit it to one homer. He's like five and over the sub two ERA in his last five starts. That people I mean, still hate him. It's the best run of any <laughs> starter this year. Yeah. Well, and the, and the, a lot of the people still hate Luke Jackson, who's been the best reliever. So they hate their best yep. starter and best reliever. <laughs> <laughs> That's baseball. At least online baseball. Yeah. Teammates know it. Yeah. Yeah. They appreciate what he's done. I mean, he's, they, you know, he's, he's earning the key, his keep now, you know, the $11 million contract. If he just keeps this going, I mean, it's going to be crucial for them because the, um, and and they're getting and they're getting good. Ian Anderson's been solid, you know. 
I think people look at Ian Anderson last year and just assumed he was going to do what he did last year again, sub two ERA. Yeah. It's like nobody knew him last year. You know, there was no scouting yeah. report on him. There was nothing. He was, you know, nobody was, was gearing up for him. Everybody knew him coming into this year. I mean, you know, he's. Well, and if he showed up this year, if this was your first impression of him, mm-hmm. it, you'd be extremely pleased with yeah. it. It's it's just that he set the bar so the high last, last year. year. That it's like, you know, maybe he's not as good as we thought or something right. like that. But if, if he had just gotten called up this year and pitched the way he had, you'd be like, yeah, this this guy's got a future. You 23 know? years old, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, nowhere to go but up. Yeah, he's still got he's still got basically a half season, you know, under his belt. Yeah. Barely over a half season. He's so. looked good. Charlie's looked good. Charlie still, you know, occasionally has that inning. Right, that, the one bad inning. That kind inning. of derails it. Yeah, that in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you would have told me Max Freed was going to be like the the most erratic one out of it, you know, after April and May, because Smiley was just bad then for April and then parts of May. But uh, Freed, I, I'm surprised. Whenever he has a bad game, I'm surprised. But he's yeah. had quite a few of them this year, you know, where you're like, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. I mean, is he just that type of pitcher that that it, if if his if his curveball's not on that day, you know, he's not, he doesn't throw hard enough that he can just blow people away. So he's prone to a game like that. I mean, I'm just. just I don't know. I mean, I think you just you go through years where you're battling. Yeah. yeah. You know, you you create a bad habit and you kind of go back to it and you fall into it and it you're always offline. fighting that habit. You get offline. You know, there's there's years. Like I had some years where I didn't even have to think on the mound. I didn't have to make a single adjustment. You know, I just had one simple key. And then there was other years. You yep. saw them where it was yep. like, fuck, every time out, I don't know what's going to happen. We're like, Jesus, I'm, what happened to Flaherty? <laughs> hey, and I'm thinking the same thing while I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm pushing the same button I pushed last year. It was 93 on the black, and now it's 89 cutting down the middle. You know, I mean, that's just the battle of baseball is you you kind of have years where your body's functioning different or you create some bad habits. and Yeah. For me, it's it's not like, you know, Freed isn't this guy, and he's probably not the guy that, that you saw last year or the year before where you're like, this guy's going to win 20 games every year with the 1-5. You know, yeah. he's he's probably somewhere in the middle. But yep. this is a battle year for him where he's got to figure it out and make adjustments and get through it. And, you know, those are the years that derail some guys. You know, you give up. All of a sudden, your Max has a 5, and he's not making the adjustments, and you just fall yep. off a cliff for your career. For him, you know, he's probably just – He's, he's feeling for it a lot this year and he's still able to battle and go out there. And it's the same thing as with Smiley or Morton. It's like, as long as they find it by playoff time, right. you know what he can do. And that, and that it was the great sign that that blister didn't linger because it was hot and humid yeah. down in Atlanta. He's pitching and, and yeah. in some other places they've been and it did not uh, come back. So that's, that's a big one. It was smart putting him on that 10 day. I, yeah. Uh, 10 day. And that's I, another I thing, you know, he's had to kind of have a few things like that this year where, yeah, kind of gets you out yeah. of your yeah the hamstring out of that role you're on. Yeah, yeah, the hamstring. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the Braves can do in this last series. Like Snit said, I'm just going to look at Friday. Don't think about the whole series. But uh, I, you know, I would be shocked if if Acuna gets hit again. But I've said that before when they face tomorrow. It's just been, <laughs> but if he were to get hit in the first pitch of any of these games, oh my god. See, I wonder if he even gets hit, period, if if it'll be warnings or if, if somebody gets tossed after last week. But, I mean, he's going to keep getting hit. They didn't give he, warnings the day after that game, so we'll see. They didn't. No, they didn't. Because they not. probably – I mean, they knew they blew it. But, right. yeah, if he – at this point, it's like <laughs> – 
it's always going to look suspicious when they hit him because they've hit him so many times. But yeah, you know, a righty a righty flies open on a fastball. It just can't be the first pitch. It cannot be game. the first pitch of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned. He's putting up some. Uh, they got some guys that are going to have some hellacious numbers at the break, man. You know, Ozzy Albies, Jesus, people, he gets he gets so overlooked somehow. But I mean, this guy's having a hell of a year. The extra yeah. base hits and the RBIs, he is up. For a guy that's still trying to figure it out, switch hitting, you know, still trying to get that one side back, you know, anywhere near the other. Yeah, he's, he's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player, man. He is. I mean, if he if Acuna wasn't on the team, it'd be yeah. there'd be a lot. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, he kind of steals the the spotlight from him, but he's pretty damn good too. Yeah, it's hard to think of two guys, you know, on a team being that dynamic so that, and getting yeah, all the attention. But they are, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back on here uh, once during the All Star break, probably uh, Monday or Tuesday. And we'll talk cool. about uh, how this last weekend went and uh, and the All Star game. Kind of looking forward home to this All Star, uh, the home run derby, man. Yeah, we got to talk the day after the home run derby. I watched. I watched the ninety-eight home run derby. The farthest ball hit was five ten. I that, bet my house there's a ball hit farther than that. Oh yeah, I'm go- I'm guessing five fifty. Is uh is the over under? I put the over under at five thirty five, and I don't feel good about it. I think it's going to get beat. Yeah, I I, I think it will because especially if they use juice balls, which I think they will. Like why oh, they're going to be why juice. not go for it? Take they're advantage. Grab of those twenty nineteen balls. They're going to take advantage because when are they going to be at mile high again? Uh, nope. Twenty years. So yeah, go all out. It's going to yep. be something, man. It's Otani's going to hit one six hundred feet. Oh my god, Otani. I was kind of surprised Acuna's not in it, man. I really did expect him to be, but he might have done smart things. Said, you know what? I don't want any of these nagging injuries in the second half. I don't want to risk tweaking something going for it. Yeah. Plus, he's got to look at that competition and go, I'm not winning that home run derby with you know Gallo, Otani uh, and Gallo and, yeah. and 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 the defending champion. Yeah, he could win it though. He, he could, of course, but Otani it'd be fun is, to watch him. It's gonna be tough to beat Otani. He's gonna hit a ball. I, I'm at least five fifty. <laughs> he's gonna leave the stadium, and he's probably gonna hit those seats in dead center up above the trees. The uh, the uh, what is that sky? Uh, what do they call it? Rock pile. Rock pile. He's going over that. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back here on uh, Tuesday. Then I guess that we'll plan All for right. that. All right. Seven fifty-five is real. We're out. Thanks. Mm-hmm.